This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A state agency created by Governor Ivey is ready to receive its fourth round of grant applications. Innovate Alabama is here to support small businesses with a grant of no more than $250,000. Innovate Alabama was first launched in 2020 and since then has issued almost $10 million in grants to small businesses that are already receiving some sort of federal funding. The agency is also looking to attract out-of-state businesses who are willing to relocate to Alabama in order to receive these grants. The application deadline for applying for these grants is February 16th. The Commissioner of Agriculture for Alabama, Rick Pate, is signing on to a letter with 12 other state commissioners regarding large banks. The letter is demanding that banks like Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup stop committing to net zero banking alliances, which is also referred to as NZBA. The policies of NZBA has a goal of net zero greenhouse gas emissions. The 12 agriculture commissioners say that this woke agenda will create higher food prices and less food availability, along with diminishing loan credit to farmers from these banks. The letter states that NZBA policies are involving proposals that are dramatic, impractical, and costly to farming and ranching operations. The letter is seeking a reply from the banks about their level of involvement with NZBA sometime this February. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville is laying the blame at the feet of Joe Biden when it comes to three U.S. service members killed by a drone attack at a U.S. base in Jordan. Tuberville says it's Biden's soft policy on Iran that predicated these types of attacks. He spoke on Newsmax this past weekend. The problem is we have Joe Biden has given them more money. He's released the sanctions. President Biden had him. uh, uh, Trump had him broke. And now after four years, they're almost four years, they're 120 billion to the good. So they're giving out money right and left. We've caused this. This administration has caused this. Uh, They have no way to get out of it. It's going to get worse. We all known that somebody's going to get have a problem in terms of one of these bases and we'll have another one in a short period of time. So we've got we've got to make decisions in the White House. But we have no as a Republican, we have no voice. I mean, they're not going to listen to us. We're just kind of sitting back. Lindsey Graham is screaming, bomb them, bomb them, bomb them. We need to find out who did it first. Uh, but the first thing we need to do is blockade. Don't let them have any more money. Uh, take their oil money away from them. Uh, let's break them. That's what President Trump would do. But they'd have never done this under President Trump. They were scared to death of them. They're not scared of Joe Biden. A state lawmaker is working on a bill that requires labeling of seafood and where it's been obtained when it's purchased at a grocery store or restaurant by a customer. State Representative Chip Brown represents an area in South Alabama that is comprised of major seafood industry. Brown's pre-filed bill is to support the state's commercial seafood industry and inform consumers of the choice they have regarding Alabama seafood versus foreign-caught products that are being pushed within the U.S. market. Brown says some of those cheap seafood imports do not meet U.S. health standards. The bill would require the disclosure of the country of origin for this seafood to customers, not just the restaurants and grocery store managers as required by current state law. The list of challenged library books that have been submitted to the Alabama Public Library Service is now out and visible to the public. A total of 83 books have been submitted by Alabamians throughout the state. Some of those books have LGBTQ content and sexually explicit content, while others are religious or political in nature, such as books that were written by talk radio legend Rush Limbaugh. 
State librarians will work off of this list and review the books for inappropriate content in order to determine if they should go on the bookshelves for children. The APLS created the online listing process in September of 2023, but they did not make the list public, saying it will be simply a reference guide for library employees, but repeated demands from the public to make it known has now prevailed. And here's a book that you will certainly want to put into the library. A young girl in Mobile has written a book about her life so far after surviving severe burns over her entire body when she was just a toddler. Justice Nod and her mother Ashley spoke with WKRG News about the new book, which is titled True Beauty. I feel good, but sometimes I get jealous by the way I look. I wanted to inspire people. To tell them that they're beautiful just the way they are and they don't have to change the way they look. But I think for the most part of it, we've been able to, to turn that tragedy, that pain into something good. And that's to give our story to the world. A date has been set for the 13th annual Severe Weather Preparedness Tax Holiday. That date is February 23rd through the 25th. Items under $60 each will be exempted from the sales tax in order to help Alabamians stock up on batteries, flashlights, tarps, plywood, and weather radios in the event of severe weather. Portable generators of $1,000 or less will also be exempt from the tax. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the names of the three U.S. service members killed overseas by a drone attack are now released. Army Sergeant William Rivers of Georgia, Army Specialist Kennedy Sanders of Georgia, and Army Specialist Brianna Moffat of Georgia were all killed in Jordan by this unmanned aerial system. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh released further details. All of whom were assigned to the 718th Engineer Company, a U.S. Army Reserve unit based out of Fort Moore, Georgia. These three fallen heroes were deployed to Jordan in support of Operation Inherent Resolve, and the international coalition working to ensure the lasting defeat of ISIS. We are still assessing what happened and how a one-way attack drone was able to impact the facility. U.S. Central Command continues to investigate this attack, and for operations security and force protection reasons, we're not going to discuss further specifics or measures we're taking to prevent such actions or future attacks. But we do know that Iran-backed militias are responsible for continued attacks on U.S. forces in the region. And as the president and the secretary have stated, we will not tolerate continued attacks on American forces, and we will take all necessary actions to defend U.S. military men and women forward deployed. And we will do so at a time and place of our choosing. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin showed up at his office at the Pentagon this past Monday. After a month-long absence due to health problems, Austin is now vowing to take action to defend the troops that were attacked by these drones, injuring many and, of course, killing three. U.S. troops have been attacked by Houthi militants from Yemen in areas like Iraq, Syria, Jordan, and the Red Sea, even before the Israel-Gaza conflict erupted last October, but even more so since that event. The whole goal is to destabilize the area through terrorism. Meanwhile, the Boston Globe is reporting on a massive fraud uncovered by the Secret Service of Ukraine. The procurement fraud amounts to $40 million worth of funds intended for military ammunition. The report from the Ukrainian SSU now implicates high-ranking officials within the Ukraine's Ministry of Defense and an arms supplier called Liv Arsenal. 
The Arsenal company received advance payment but never delivered the $100,000 worth of mortar shells. Instead, the money was rerouted through several different entities and landed in the Balkans. The SSU is claiming that the embezzled funds were from Ukrainian coffers rather than the $46 billion sent to that country from U.S. taxpayers. Republican lawmakers say this case shows a greater need for oversight in how U.S. funds are being appropriated in that country. The U.S. Supreme Court will be hearing a case involving mifepristone, which is a drug used to induce abortions without surgery. The court will hear oral arguments from the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a conservative group suing the Food and Drug Administration for changing its prescription guidelines and regulations on mifepristone. Those arguments are set for March 26th of this year. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals already ruled this past August in favor of the FDA returning to its former standards while still allowing for the sale of the drug. GenBioPro is a pharmaceutical company that manufactures mifepristone, and they are appealing the Fifth Circuit Court ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Georgia Senate Ethics Committee recently approved a bill that would allow for the removal of the Secretary of State there, Brad Raffensperger, from the Board of Elections. It would also grant the board authority to investigate the Secretary of State for election law violations. That bill was brought to the Georgia Senate floor just before the weekend and has since been passed by 30 Republicans. 19 Democrats in the state Senate voted against it. The the bill is SB 358 and will now head to the Georgia House. It appears that a Boeing 737 that was flying for Alaska Airlines left the factory without critical bolts being placed back into a plug door during final production. That door ultimately ripped off during flight at 16,000 feet. Amazingly, no one died on board that plane. The National Transportation Safety Board has been investigating the case from the paper trail at the Boeing factory in Washington to the metallurgical analysis of the door. The Wall Street Journal is reporting on the findings so far. An official probe result will be released later this week. The Federal Aviation Administration has slowed down the production of Boeing 737 MAX jets until completion of this investigation. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.